Hi everyone, it's Gracie with Self-Care with Gracie. I'm realizing it's been a while since you've uh, received a solo podcast from me. So today it's just me. I'm not interviewing anyone, even though in the coming weeks I have a lot of great guests coming up to share their insights around self-care and activism. Right now I feel uh, very passionately that we need to be examining the link between self-care and activism because we need both and we need to find that formula that works for each of us so that we can keep moving forward. Uh, there's a lot going on right now in the outside world and I hope each of you that is listening feels like, uh, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> let's just pray. I feel that. Let's, let's take action. Let's pray. Let's, let's lean on each other. Remember that you shutting the news off every now and again is not, is not a weak move. I think it's like a necessary move at this point. And that, um, that the strongest activists that I know are ones who take really good care of themselves. So I see myself when, um, in this journey as being somebody who can support the people who are making the, the big changes. Like maybe, maybe I can make some changes too, but like, I really want to support the leaders out there and help the leaders take care of themselves so if you are a leader out there and you're like, I really need to take better care of myself so I can keep this journey going, reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you and just hear a little bit more about where it is you're, you're losing your energy. And usually like, like a 99% of the time we'll figure it out and, and find a, the, the holes in the system. And they're just usually leaks, like energy leaks, certain relationships or certain habits, certain thoughts that we're holding. And when we can um, fix up the leaks, actually the, the vessel is pretty strong and we can move forward in that way. So if it's not reaching out to me, reach out to somebody else that you think can help you. I, I reach out to many people in my life often. It's been one of my biggest practices is learning how to ask for support. I have certain people in my life that I pay for support and that, that just helps me to keep it really clean and you know schedule it every, every couple weeks or every month. And then there are certain people in my life that are just those um, soul sisters and brothers, and they are on call, and I'm on call for them too. So this is a great time to look at your support network and see who's there, who you can reach out to in your moments of vulnerability, who, you know, and usually people who can do the same for you is that's how the, like really strong partnerships and friendships get built. And, and then invest in some professional help too, because we all need it right now, just someone to hold a little space and help guide the way so we don't have to feel like we do it all ourselves. Okay, that was my, that was my lengthy introduction, so thanks for listening to that. And uh, what I want to do today is talk a little bit about a campaign that I'm starting right now called the Reimagining the Heroine's Journey. I've been writing about it in my newsletter for the past couple of weeks, and it, it came to me because I, I feel like we have a real villain right now in our midst of just like this, this opposing force that feels really formidable and feels really like I feel really powerless. Let's say that when I like see what's happening on the news, I feel really powerless. It makes me think about so many great stories out there, and, and that's how the story starts. There is a villain that has control and power, and there is an underdog um, protagonist who we begin to identify with as the viewer, and we watch them go through a journey. We watch them slay some dragons. We watch them get lost. We watch them struggle, find their strength, find more strength than they knew they had, and then at the end, they like 
beat the villain, have the rewards, and happily ever after. Joseph Campbell, a great mystical thinker and philosopher, he calls this the hero's journey. And the hero's journey, it's everything from Star Wars to Forrest Gump, like these stories of just like un unexpected heroes moving forward into greatness and helping and saving people. So I love this concept, but I also feel like it's a very linear concept. It's like, you know, you start in one way, you go through the journey, you finish, you know, happily ever after. And that to me feels very masculine. And as, as a woman and as a time living in a time where I believe we need to really think about how to bring the feminine more consciously into our culture, because that's what I think we are missing. Uh, I wanted to reimagine this as the heroine's journey. There are some good resources out there around the heroine's journey that I actually didn't know much about. And that's what I love about starting to share an idea that I have, because a lot of people will reach out and be like, have you read this book? And have you done this? And have you thought of this idea? So first of all, if you have any good resources, please get in touch. I'm just letting this journey be very fluid and in a very feminine way. And a part of that is, is collaboration as well. So just to talk a moment about masculine and feminine, because I think it is really important in like our greater cult, like cultural context, is this masculine energy, neither is good nor bad, um, neither is something that one of us has totally, uh, it's more of like a fluid mixture of energies that both of us will have. If you identify as female, chances are you're going to have more feminine energy. If you identify as male, you'll have more masculine energy. But I have seen that so flipped of women who have a ton of masculine energy and men who have a lot of feminine energy. So just to say it's, it's just not, it's not a construct. You can change it. It's very fluid. But the, the masculine is like a, a more ordered, more direct, more linear, more spacious, less communicative, more action-oriented, um, solitary container. I like to think of it like a fireplace. It's just holding a lot of space and it's strong and it's, it's like interested in just being strong and kind of like focused on something. We live in a really masculine society. We're very focused on goals. We're really focused on earning money, um, really focused on like showing that we're strong all the time and not having vulnerability. So then there's a, there's a great part to that. Like I consciously tap into my masculine energy when I'm having to make a business offer or um, just needing to kind of get through my day sometimes of like, I'm just going to really not feel so much right now. And I tap into it and it's, it's great. I like, I find it very liberating sometimes, but like anything, when we go too far with it, it starts to become imbalanced and it becomes really um, like, uh, like strict and it becomes really demanding and it becomes really, it doesn't care about anything else. It just wants what it wants, selfish, um, and, and like really cut off from like emotional intelligence and vulnerability and love and not able to access those, those other aspects of ourselves. So the feminine energy is like connective energy. It's, um, it's fluid, it's cyclical. Like think about the cycles of the moon. That's very feminine. Think about the menstrual cycle, very feminine. It's, um, it really thrives on communication. So it's the feminine's going to talk a lot more than the masculine. It's not as time oriented. Like that's how when I'm with my girlfriends and we're in like a deeply feminine conversation, we will, um, just lose track of time completely. Time doesn't really mean anything anymore. It's, it's very creative energy. It's, it's like the life we call it Shakti in yoga, that, that kind of energy. And it's, um, you know, I think of it like the fire that burns on the fireplace. 
And this is uh, when, and when feminine energy goes too far, it's like too emotional. It's, it's like, you just kind of get dragged down into it. It's, it's like actually kind of scary. I've been in it before where there's no boundaries. You're just, you're enmeshed with everything. It's too, nothing happens. There's no action. And it's, it's, uh, kind of, I just lose myself when I'm in it and I don't like the way that feels actually. So that's when I really go back to that like steady masculine energy. So ideally that these two energies would work together. So the fire burns best when it's in the fireplace. Otherwise it burns down the house if the fireplace is not fire, it's kind of cold and, you know, uninviting. So when we bring these two mix of elements together, either, in, you know, in a relationship is like the, the context between, you know, a partner that would have more masculine and another partner who would embody more feminine or in ourselves. So it's, if you're really good at kind of being task oriented and getting stuff done, like you're grading your masculine, but just like, if it's hard for you to like connect and feel then like work on the feminine and it's opposite. If you feel like you're such a good friend and you're so kind of tapped into everything that's going on and you're feeling so much, but you don't really know what you want out of life, like get more into your masculine and realize that you can hold both of these so you can have a really nice, like well-burning fire. So I'm wondering on this heroine's journey as, as we're, as we're stepping off into it, into these next few months, like how we can use these skills, um, this balance of masculine and feminine as a way to create a journey that feels really feminine, that really helps to bring the feminine back into society. And that, that helps like really establish what it is to be empowered as a woman and to fight our, fight our demons in a way that's uniquely our own. So, and, and I think this is really important in the larger cultural context too, because what's missing right now is the, is the feminine. The, I mean, we think about the vulnerability, like we're looking at like every vulnerable population out there and they're not being cared for. And that's the feminine too. It's the ability to care, you know, care for our, our people. And it's so beautiful. It's that mothering work. And it's still like, because it's not valued in our society, we don't want to pay for someone else to be cared for or have their health cared for. We don't, we don't care about people who are vulnerable and, and yet it's the piece that I think if we were to start to bring that in, we would all be liberated and set free, especially when you look at like the mother itself, like mother earth, like this living organism that just gives us food and water and, and holds us and supports us. And that if we don't think that's valuable or worth caring for, then I think we really need to look at our priorities as a culture and, and look at that feminine and bring it back in. So I'm, I'm stepping off into my heroine's journey right now. And I, when I put it out there two weeks ago, one of my college friends, Sarah wrote me back and talked about someone, a woman named Joan Shekel, who's uh, she's a Hollywood, uh, Sarah described her as like a midwife to like so many great stories out there, like the story transparent on Amazon and um, little miss sunshine. And just, there was just like a huge list of them. And I was like, this woman's awesome. when I was looking at her website. Sarah said that she really describes the hero's journey as overused as like a, as a device in storytelling and that it's really best when it comes to the idea of a character breaking away from its parents in some way, like emotionally separating out from its parents. So as I've begun to reimagine the heroine's journey, I started to think about that and be like, well, what, how has that actually been true in my experience? And, um, and it's been very true because I'm going to tell a little story and make a big announcement at the end. So I have a mother and like many daughters with mothers out there, we've had our ups and downs in our relationship. Love her. She's an amazing woman. I've learned so much from her. I would not be who I am today without her. Also been very challenged by her in many ways. I've done a lot of work 
in this past year, especially of looking at boundaries around my mother, who I am, as opposed to who she wants me to be, how I've been formed in relationship to her and how I, you know, how I want to maybe not form that way and unform that way and how, in what ways I want to stay. So it's a lot of deep work, you know, tears and crying. And when I got back from India last year, I was just like, totally like, I really need to focus on this because I saw what a deep issue it was for me. So I did it and I, um, I had a lot of ways to do it. If you're curious what those are, reach out to me. I'll share more. But at the end of it, I really was like, yeah, I feel like I would talk to her on the phone earlier this fall and I was like, I just don't feel the same charge. I don't feel like I want to control her. I feel softer. And I, so I just like, it's like, this is great. I feel it. I'm done. And it was Thanksgiving time. She's just recently moved to Asheville. And so she invited me to come for a week and, um, no, actually, she, she invited me to come for Thanksgiving. I decided to come for a week. I wanted to have a vacation. I thought it'd be really fun. We'd have fun together. And um, I, w- I was like, since I've forgiven her, everything's fine. It's going to be really peaceful. And it was not. Showed up. And right away, a lot of old resentments came up. I felt, I felt just like very judgmental and very uptight and very not happy with what was happening. And then more than that, I, I I put the second arrow in, as they call it in Buddhism, where I judged myself for the way I was feeling. So I, I felt like a horrible person. And I was like, I just don't like who I'm being. So I did the best I could. It was a week. I was like, I'm going to get through this. I don't want to have a blow up. We'll just kind of get through it. I talked to people that I needed to talk to, took care of myself. And I, I thought I'd made it through on the very last day. I just lost it. <laughs> like my bags were packed, ready to go to the airport and we lost it. Had a tantrum. Um, and realized like how angry I was and how upset I was and finally just cut myself off in the conversation. I was like, I don't think I can actually have this conversation. And I, um, I went, I went to my room and I, um, broke down crying and was like, but it was this weird crying. It was like this grief crying. Like I was like, I feel like I'm breaking up with someone crying. It was really deep, so much grief. And, and then I felt better and we drove to the airport and I kind of checked in with her how she was doing and she was like, you know, I'm okay. She's like, it's fine. Um, she was like, I kind of feel like this is just your issue, which is of course the thing I don't want to hear because I want her to take responsibility for everything. But I, in that moment I was like, you're right. It was my issue. So that sucks because, you know, I still want someone else to come and save me. And it's great because I can, I can take responsibility and I can handle it and I can stop blaming you. And I really saw how much I was using blame for her as a way to not be moving forward in my life. So I went home and um, my boyfriend, Micah, came over. We haven't been dating for too long. We've been dating for a few months and it's been going really well. And he came over and we said hi. And, you know, I was just telling him the whole story about my mom and he was really supportive and felt great. And, and then, um, a few weeks later, I, I, uh, I decided to buy a pregnancy test because I, you know, still hadn't gotten my period and I, it was, you know, positive. I really didn't think it would be. And it was positive. Both of the little tests in the pack were positive. So I'm pregnant. And, um, my instinct when I found out was like, awesome. Like, this is what I literally got clear this summer that I want to be a mom. I feel really, you know, ready to do it really in a good place in my life Micah's on board. We're like, this is going to be a great big adventure. We're committed to keep dating as this happens and just to keep our, you know, exploring our romance as we decide to just co-parent together. And, you know, even though it's not the traditional setup at all, it feels really right. And, and when I look back at the, I was like, the only night that it could have happened was that night I got back from Asheville. So in that moment that I emotionally separated out from my mom, 
I also um, became a mom. And I feel like I, I, this whole journey of being a mother is just going to give me so much more insight to my mother and help me separate out so much more and probably make me so much more grateful for her too. Humbling. I think it's going to be very humbling. And I didn't, I think that feels like part of my heroine's journey. It was just like, I, I slayed a dragon. It was like not a very, you know, I slayed that dragon inside of myself. It had nothing to do with anyone else. I cut the ties. I like felt the grief and I moved forward. I moved forward in some way I got unstuck because I think I'd been stuck about motherhood for a while of just I wanted it to happen I didn't know how and the universe kind of took over so that's going to be the, my journey for these next seven months it's very early I'm telling you all early lots of things can happen I don't really like the custom of not telling people because I, I just think it breeds a lot of sadness and secrecy and shame when people do have a miscarriage so I'll share that if that happens and um, I'm going to keep exploring this journey. I'm going to do it with other people though. Cause you know, that's, that's how I like the feminine energy to roll. So next week I'll have a guest and we'll talk a little bit more about what this all means and how self-care factors into it and how each of us can embrace our own heroines journey. That's men and women, but like, how can we really journey with this feminine part of ourselves? How can we see how powerful it is and how can we use it to create more of a collective change? All of this is going to culminate up into the spring round of Self-Care 101. It's my 10-week self-care habit change program. This will be the ninth time I've done it. I've taken over 170 women through the process. It's amazing. It's like if you want to break ties, if you want to like begin your life, if you feel stuck, if you feel burned out, this is your program. It's really supportive. It's a group coaching program. You'll have the support of 20 other women with you. I'm not quite sure what I'm going to be doing when I have the baby in the fall. I don't normally do a summer program. So the spring program, I'd say if you're interested in doing it, like do it because it's here and it, I've never met a person who's regretted doing it. It's really powerful. The breakthroughs are life-changing. You can write me and um, I'll tell you more about it. I am really looking for people who want to get unstuck. I feel like that's like my, this lesson of like, getting unstuck, cutting ties and moving forward. So like if that's you, if you feel stuck in your life, if you feel like you just can't separate out from something, um, let's do it because we will and, and life will get really good. So thank you for listening um, and I'll look forward to more soon. So reach out and remember to keep taking care of yourself. All right, bye-bye. Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons, I'll send you more self-care practices, more inspiration, and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot. And remember, keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place.